listening to the John Barrett Leadership Podcast, where you'll hear great ideas, insight, and inspiration to level up your leadership ability. Hey guys, it's John Barrett with the John Barrett Leadership Podcast. So good to have you. Welcome to episode four, where we are going to have some great leadership truths that we unpack. In fact, we're going to help level you up as a leader so you don't level out in your influence. That's what this is all about, and I am so glad that you are tuning in today, that you are being a part of this podcast. Hey, listen, real quick, uh, leave a review if this is helpful to you. That is so, so helpful for us, uh, just to validate the uh, podcast for everybody searching for it. Also, there is a leader guide that you can download at johnbarrettleadership.com. If you go search under the podcast there and find each episode, you'll find a leader guide that you can download to fill in the blanks, and uh, it's got some of the content on there that we unpack each and every time we do one of these. So uh, I hope you go get one of those. Hey, listen, we are going to talk about the secret to finding balance today. That's right, the secret to finding balance. You see, we've all heard the term that we need to live in balance And as a leader, you know this to be true. You've heard this term a million times. You've used it a million times. You are on the quest in your life to seek balance in life between your professional and your personal life, uh, between all the demands and responsibilities that are on you. So there's a secret to this, though, and I want to help you discover that. But before we do that, I I just want you to kind of think about this for a minute. When we think about living in balance, how hard is this? I mean, this is something that I I don't know if anyone has ever really found out the secret completely. I mean, I don't know if anybody has really, really discovered how to live in balance. I mean, most people, you're just searching for it. It's like you're constantly uh, in flux trying to find this thing, and you're, you're, you're miserable in the journey sometimes. You realize something's wrong in your life. You're staying up till the wee hours of the night working, and you're not being around family and friends and having a personal life, and, and you just don't know what's going on. And in your responsibilities at work or your organization, whatever you're doing, you just find those piling up more and more and more. And you keep telling yourself, something's got to change, something's got to change, something's got to change. But guess what? It never does. So I want to help you a little bit today because when we think about living in balance, it's something that is so, so difficult to do. This is why not many people ever find it. It's kind of like getting on those old school scales. You remember those? Like those old school scales that weren't digital and they didn't just kind of give you the readout of how much you weigh. You got on it and, and you had to do the whole counterbalance deal. And so you had the, the big weight at the top where you had to kind of dial that in to where it you know kind of got even. And then you had that secondary kind of weight that you could really dial it in and, and to a precision there of what your weight was. But if you've ever done these things, um, they're so difficult. I mean, it is so hard to get there in balance. And the moment that you kind of find it, uh, y- your weight will kind of shift to the left or the right or something. And all of a sudden, the, the scale is kind of tipped. And so you just kind of have to guess. You're kind of like, well, I'm between maybe this and this right here. And there's no precision to it. And the, the hard thing about it is, is the moment that you just kind of shift to the left or to the right, everything changes. And I think this is how our leadership and our life works so many times. It's like we're trying to find balance, and in the moment that we feel like we might have dialed in, 
All it takes is one little task, one project, one phone call, one mishap, one whatever it is to kind of happen, and all of a sudden we're just thrown out of balance again, and we don't know where we're at. We don't know where we're standing. We're just kind of guessing on how to do this thing. So when we try to find balance in, in, in this whole process, I'm telling you, it's like chasing eternity. I mean, it is just like something that the moment you think like you've got it, everything changes and the scales tip and all of a sudden you're out of balance. And it's so frustrating. You've had seasons in your life where you've thought, okay, I think I'm getting in balance. But then before you even know it, your life's out of control. It's off the rails on a crazy train and you don't know how to get it back. And listen, to, to add to that, the, the more influence and authority that you gain as a leader, the more time it requires of you. I mean, the more you've got to really dedicate yourself. And as you level up, the demands begin to level up. And so the challenges begin to level up. And so sometimes it can feel almost like a curse. I mean, it can feel like, I don't even know if I want to level up. I don't even know if I want more authority. I don't even know if I want more influence. I don't even know if I want to be more successful because we equate our life being out of balance with the more success that we have. But listen, it's a myth. It's a myth that tries to keep you from being successful. It's a limiting belief that tries to throw you off. And so many people never really strive for the success that they can really have in life because they're almost afraid that they'll never live in balance. But I want to help you today. Because there is a secret to finding balance in life. There truly is. And trying to live like balance is, is very difficult. But if you'll understand a few things that we're going to unpack today, I think it's going to help you tremendously. And as you level up in your influence and your impact and authority and responsibility and all those things, you don't have to fear that that comes with a big cost of never being able to live in balance, that you've got to somehow sacrifice your family or sacrifice your personal life or sacrifice your friends and everybody around you in order to be successful. No, that is a limiting belief that many people subscribe to and they either don't want to level up into success because they don't want that life or two, they end up doing it and sacrificing everybody around them because they don't understand the secret to success. So here's the deal. We have got to find the secret to finding balance. But here's the secret. The secret to finding balance is not searching for balance. Listen, you will never find balance by searching for it. If you're trying to live on that scale and just live where you've got all those weights balanced and you never shift to the left or the right, it's never going to happen. So the secret is not to search for balance. It's in creating boundaries in your life. Now listen, this is big. The secret to finding balance is not searching for balance. It's in creating boundaries in your life. You see, we're focusing on the wrong thing. We're focusing on the wrong word. Balance is a good word, and we understand what we're trying to do, but there's something that trumps balance. There's something that, that is a better word to guide us, and that word is boundaries. You see, you've got to focus on boundaries, not balance. And here's why. Because living in balance is simply an overflow of creating boundaries. Let me say that again. Living in balance is simply an overflow of creating boundaries. Now, you, you have got to create boundaries around your life or you'll get, you'll get lost in the sea of busyness. 
And you'll never know how to create a healthy rhythm in your life of professional and personal, even your own workload at work, even professional boundaries to understand how to keep yourself productive. You won't understand how to do this until you begin to realize that the key word is boundaries and how you go about doing this. So listen, you can't truly live in balance until you've set clear boundaries around your life. This is a big deal. Now, I'm going to share with you three tips on how you can create boundaries and how it literally is going to change everything. Now, I coach hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of leaders over the years on how to do this in their life. And listen, I'm still working on it too. Don't think that I've got it all figured out and that I'm still working on it. And, and boundaries have to kind of change sometimes depending on your responsibilities and your workload and the season that you're in. And so you've got to constantly be kind of working on this thing. But I'm telling you, if you'll follow these three tips that I help out many, many people with, you are going to be better. I'm not saying it's going to be perfect in your life, but I guarantee you, you're going to go up 40, 60 percent of more success in this whole idea of living in balance because you're focusing on boundaries. All right. If you focus on just simply balance, you'll never get there. But if you focus on boundaries, it'll be an overflow. So three tips on how to create boundaries in your life. Number one is this. Draw lines around your life. Draw lines around your life. Now, think about this. Without clear boundaries on your day, it will never end. I mean, it just overflows into everything. Uh, if there's no boundaries, then then how do we know how to move forward in the progress? We can get lost real quick. Imagine in sports, imagine in football, if there were no boundaries at all, or in basketball or soccer or whatever sport that you want to do, almost every single sport, volleyball, you name it, it has to have boundaries. There has to be lines drawn around the playing field. Otherwise, it's chaos. Otherwise, you can just get lost. I mean, imagine in football, you know, if the running back takes the ball and if he can go as far as he wants to the left and the right, my gosh, now it's just an endurance game. You just, you know, I mean, you could be running a mile to the right uh, before you get out of bounds, before you try to make it around. And how boring would the game be? I mean, the game would almost go sideways, not forward. And, and, and I think this is how we live in life. Because we don't create lines around our day, around our time, around our work, around our life in general, we are running everywhere. In fact, we're just kind of running sideways so many times, not really moving forward in our life because we don't have boundaries. And it's boundaries that give you progress. It's boundaries that allow you to move forward, just like in sports. If you want to get to the end zone in football, then you've got to play within these boundaries. And you've got to understand that how this thing works. So I want to challenge you. Your day, let's just start there. Your day must have a beginning and an end, right? I mean, it just, it has to. And, and, and for multiple things. Not just a beginning when you wake up and an end when you go to bed, but I mean, it needs to have beginnings and ends constantly throughout the day. So your personal time has to have a beginning and then kind of an end. And then when you move into maybe your workload, then there has to be a beginning and an end. And even within that workload throughout your day, you need to think about even your tasks. 
the things that you're working on, that those things have a hard start and a hard stop so that you're not just kind of blurring in to work. I mean, most people, when they get going in their day, I mean, they wake up and they're, you know, they check their email first thing in bed or something, and, and they're kind of running through work stuff. So they're kind of in their personal life. They're kind of in their professional life. Then they got to get ready for the day. If they've got kids or something, they're kind of getting them ready or helping them. And, and then they're kind of checking back with email. They might get a text from a coworker and any other working on some personal things. Oh, I got to pay the bill. And then they think, oh, I got a meeting coming up. And, and it, it, see my point here? I mean, your lines are just blurred everywhere. I mean, you're just in and out, in and out, and, and you're constantly shifting gears. And then when you get in the work, you know, you've got all these things that are coming at you. And so you think, okay, let me check my email before I get going. Okay, here's what I got. Oh, I got to get that done today. Oh, my gosh. Okay, let me run to that. And you start working on that. Then you get something else that you remember that you got to do. And you think, oh, I got a meeting coming up. What should I work on next? I've only got an hour to do it. Uh, oh, gosh, I don't I don't have time to dump any task. Oh, I got to pay that bill. That's right. I have that personal bill. So, again, you get the point. We're just all over the place. So, you've got to give your day hard starts, hard stops to keep you from losing yourself all throughout the day. You've got to do this. Now listen, not only does your day need to have hard starts and stops, but the task that you're working on as well. So when you say, listen, I'm going to go check email, you need to put a boundary on that or you will get lost in email for forever, right? So you need to say, listen, I'm going to sit down and I'm giving myself 20 minutes to work on email. That's it. Even if you got to set a timer down or whatever you've got to do, then you put it down and you create a border, a boundary around that task so that it pushes you. Now, listen, you've got to give yourself clear time frames on how long and how much you're going to work on something in order for your brain to activate. Listen, this is this is powerful. Now, I, I don't have time to jump into this today. In fact, we'll probably do a lesson one day about Parkinson's law. Parkinson's law is a powerful thing. In fact, it's one of the biggest uh, secrets out there of productivity and time. Parkinson's law, and Civil Parkinson was a guy who created this back in 1954. He observed this and he began to teach on this. But Parkinson's law says this, work shrinks or expands based on the time allotted for its completion. So listen, if you give yourself two hours uh, uh, to do a task, guess what? It's probably going to take all two hours because you're going to allow distractions to come in. You're going to kind of work on it, kind of work on something else, or you're going to overthink it, overanalyze it. You're going to just keep overcooking it, and you'll spend two hours. But guess what magically happens? Let's say you've only got an hour to put that together. That's it. I mean, you, you've got a presentation coming up, and you've only got an hour to do it, and you wanted to give yourself three hours to do it. Guess what you'll get done? You'll get it done within an hour. Why? Because Parkinson's law works, shrinks, or expands based on the time allotted for its completion. And so if, when you start learning this, and we'll unpack this in a future episode because there is a lot to Parkinson's law, and I teach this all over in productivity with leaders. But listen, you've got to use this law to your advantage. That means that you've got to create boundaries around your time. That's why it's so powerful to say, I'm going to sit down and do emails for 20 minutes, and I'm going to get through as many as I can. It's almost like a competition. You working against the clock. And I'm telling you, you will begin to shrink your work, meaning that you'll begin to get more done in, in a smaller amount of time versus expanding it and getting lost in tasks in your day and blurring the lines everywhere. So I want you to use this law to your advantage, Parkinson's law. And listen, create lines around your day and your work and keep those protected. 
If you've got lines around your personal life, you need to protect those lines from work. And if you've got lines around your work, about your workload and your time frame and what you are committed to, then you need to protect that very good. Don't get lost in meetings all day where you're just constantly going meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting, never working on the things that maybe you need to get done. You might have to start drawing some boundaries around meetings and start determining where those are. So I want you to think about this. Your homework on this one, this first one, draw lines around your life, is this. I want you to think about what are the lines that I'm going to draw around my day? How much time am I going to allot to do certain tasks or categories? Uh, How much time am I going to allot for meetings each day? You need to set a boundary on that. You need to say, listen, after two or three meetings, I'm toast anyway. So listen, you might have to say, look, my my boundary is three meetings a day, for example. Uh, It max. And if it goes over that, then it's got to be pushed out or I've got to prioritize that. And I might have to say no. Oh, my gosh. Can you believe that? You might actually say no. I know it, 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 it's so controversial. Anyway, I, I want to challenge you to create lines around your day. Number two is this. Only do what only you can do. Let me say that again so you get it. Only do what only you can do. Listen, stop taking on things that others could be doing or should be doing. The moment that you start doing things that someone else can do is the moment you stop doing what only you can do. Listen, your value is not in doing everything. Your value is in doing what only you can do. It's the uniqueness, the the skill level, the thought process. It's the strength that you have. What is that? What is it that you are so good at that nobody else can do, only you can do it? Those are the things that you need to protect and you need to spend your time in there and you need to draw borders and boundaries around that to say, listen, that's where I need to be playing. That's the playing field for me is only do what only I can do. And so you've got to think about, are you delegating well? Are you outsourcing well? Are you pushing down? Listen, things should be pushed down to the lowest level possible in any organization. Things should always be pushed down to the lowest level possible. If there's a decision to be made, that decision should be pushed down to the lowest level possible. Not the easiest level possible. Not the quickest level possible. The lowest level. So stop making decisions for things that others can make decisions on. Stop doing work that others can do. This is where you got to challenge yourself in delegation. You've got to challenge yourself in pushing the teams around you and maybe even pushing back to other departments, other coworkers, or maybe even pushing back up to your leader at times. It's okay. We'll unpack that in a future day, the 360-degree leader. Push up, push sideways, and push down. Listen, you've got to do all these things. Protect your value and your strengths by staying in them at all times. So only do what only you can do. Listen, if you're a hyper-driven achiever, you're always going to be wanting to chase opportunity. This is the challenge that every leader has usually because we always want to be, do, and have more. And that's a great thing. It's what keeps us driven. But if not checked, it can lead to burnout. And all of a sudden now, you're not being known for your strengths because you're not staying in your strength zone. You're getting pulled into everything. And as as a result, you're not really good at, at, at anything because you're just involved in everything. So I want to challenge you, only do what only you can do. Great leaders stay in their strength zone. 
What is that for you? What are your strengths? What is it that you bring to your organization or your business or whatever it is that you're applying this to? What is it that you bring that nobody else can bring? Identify that and stay there because that's your uniqueness. That's where you are adding value the most. That is why you're needed. That is why you're doing what you can do. Now, for me, I've identified this, and and it took me years to do this. It's going to sound so simple when I say it to you. You're going to think, okay, yeah, that's cute. That's nice. But listen, it took me a while to do this. I call my, My strength zone is what I call the three C's for me, the three C's. And if I'm not doing one of these three things, then there's no reason for me to be doing it because that's not where my value is. It's not where my strength is. And frankly, it's a waste of time where I'm getting out of bounds. The three C's for me are communicating, coaching and creating. Now, I'm a communicator, so whether that's speaking and doing talks and training leaders and doing that, or whether that's the written communication of blogs and books that I've got, I've got four or five, six books out there on leadership. I do a blog every Tuesday morning that comes out at johnbarrettleadership.com where I'm giving tips away to leaders for free of just how to get better. That's one of the things I've got to do. Another one is coaching, uh, spending time with leaders. I coach a lot of leaders and coach a lot of teams on just how to get better. And then the third one is creating. I'm a strategist. I mean, I've got to be creating, kind of the creative artsy side of me, if you will. Um, I'm a good innovator. I'm really good at starting things and getting things going. I'm not as good as kind of following through and, you know, sustaining things and just managing it. I'm a much better leader than I am a manager, meaning that I'm much better at taking things into the future than I am at just kind of managing what already exists. But I've got to be spending time doing that. If I'm not doing that, then I'm missing something. So I want you to think about this. Remember, opportunity does not mean obligation. So only do what only you can do. Just because there's an opportunity doesn't mean you're obligated to do it. You've got to stay within your strength zone. So if I were to ask you, what is your strength zone? You should be able to answer that clearly. Just like I say, listen, for me, it's three C's, communicating, coaching, creating. If I'm not doing one of those three things, I need to ask myself, why am I out of bounds? And I need to get back into the game. So I want to ask you, What is your strength zone? And if you don't have a good answer for that, then I want you to take some time to define that in your life. Listen, you can run yourself in the ground because you're jumping at every opportunity and you're involved in too much. This is especially true for young leaders who want to prove themselves and, you know, they, they, they want to get on there and kind of show that they're valuable and all that. But what happens is uh, in doing so and in, in, in jumping out and saying yes to everything, they're spreading themselves too thin, causing chaos in their productivity, and it backfires on them. They actually become less valuable because they're not really focusing on what they're really, really great at. They're just kind of involved in everything. So you've got to say no. So real quick. Here's some things that you need to filter through, some questions that when you're asked to do something or you've got tasks, it should be filtered through some of these questions. Does it have to be done? That's your first one. I mean, can I say no to this thing? Is this something that I just shouldn't even be spending my time on? Does it have to be done? Another one is, can someone else do it? Who else can do it? I mean, where can I push this? Where can I, you know, kind of delegate this to or outsource this to or automate this? Another one is, does it have to be done now? Is this something that I, you know, that it might be a good idea, it might be a good opportunity, but does it have to be done now? Maybe you need to push that out and only do what only you can do right now. 
Another one is, can I start it and hand it off later? Can I just get it going and, and only do what I can do and then hand it off? So those are some things I want you to think about. All right. So number one is draw lines around your life. Number two, only do what you can do. And then the third tip right here, stop being controlled by guilt and anxiety. Listen, that's is a big one. Stop being controlled by guilt and anxiety. And I know this one's a little bit more kind of internal for you. It's not so much practical and tactical and those kind of things. But listen, I'm telling you, the reason why most people are not living in balance is because they allow guilt and anxiety to get them out of their strength zone. They allow it to get them out of balance. Listen, never creating boundaries because you feel pressure or shame or fear or unworthiness or whatever negative emotion it is, it will steal your life. It will literally steal your life and you will live out of bounds, never scoring, never winning. Listen, you've got to be careful that guilt and anxiety don't cause you to say yes to things that you should be saying no to. You've got to make sure that guilt and anxiety don't cause you to overthink and overplan and overdo and overcook and all these kind of things. And all of a sudden now you're spending way too much time in, in your tasks and your projects where you should be moving faster, but you're overdoing it because you feel guilty and you feel bad anxiety. What if it's wrong? What if it doesn't go right? Um, I'm supposed to be doing this thing. Others take a long time to do it. Why am you know, I, I, I have to do that. So listen, I, this doesn't mean that you don't have anxiety or guilt. It just means that you don't allow your anxiety or guilt to have you. That's a big distinction. Listen, it's not that great leaders live without guilt or anxiety. We all have a, a, an element of that in our life, but you don't allow it to have you. It's one thing to have it. It's another thing for it to have you. And so I want to challenge you, keep this at bay. Make sure that you're not just uh, getting involved and spreading yourself thin because of guilt and anxiety and all these things, fearing that you're going to not be seen, fearing that you're going to do something wrong, fearing that uh, you know, you know, you're, you're not going to prove your value and all these things. No, you've got to trust yourself. You've got to believe in yourself. Listen, the secret, secret to success is not in trying to do it all, but in narrowing your focus to do some. It's, it, it's being able to hone in and be precise in what you're doing. So you've got to live in harmony and have to be willing to let go of other people's expectations. Now, let me unpack that just for a second. I'm not saying that you shouldn't care about what others think. And, you know, we hear that sometimes. Well, you just shouldn't care what others think. Well, of course you do. If you're a leader and you want to have an influence, you care about what others think. We all do. But you've got to be careful that it doesn't control you. You've got to be willing to let go of other people's expectations of you. You've got to be willing to kind of let go of that control that you're allowing others to have over you that's causing guilt and anxiety and causing you to blur your boundaries and get out of balance and not be as effective, not be as valuable as you can. So at some point, you've got to stand up for yourself and you've got to take some control in your life. You've got to control these things in your life, and you've got to learn to live with it. Listen, uh, anxiety therapists, those that have anxiety disorders, uh, I've, I've seen and heard from many therapists that deal with this, and one of the things that they challenge people that deal with anxiety and, and these kind of things, especially with a disorder, is that they have a saying. It's called live with the discomfort. You've got to live with the discomfort. So many times when we feel anxiety or guilt, we try to get rid of it really fast, right? That means because it doesn't feel good, it's, it's not comfortable. So what do we do? We try to alleviate guilt and anxiety. Well, what does that usually end up doing? That makes us say yes so we don't feel the guilt or anxiety. 
We, we, we overdo things. We think, oh, I don't want to feel this fear of messing up, so I'll overanalyze to take away this feeling. But what it is is it's just a trap. And so you, you, you can't get rid of anxiety in these things in your life. You can just kind of deal with it. So you've got to embrace the discomfort is what they tell uh, anxiety disorder patients. You've got to embrace that. You've got to learn to live in the discomfort. Again, it kind of goes back to that statement. You may have anxiety, but don't allow your anxiety to have you. So live with the discomfort. Leaders have learned to live with the discomfort. So listen, no one will create boundaries for you. In fact, most people will always be unintentionally pushing you out of your boundaries unless you clearly define what they are. So don't expect anyone to know your boundaries if you haven't first identified where they are in your own life. So listen, I want to challenge you. Create boundaries in your life. Think about this. Give yourself permission to set boundaries so you experience a balanced life. Listen, the people around you and the future that's in front of you needs you to be at your best. And if you're going to be at your best, then you've got to begin to focus on boundaries, not balance. Because remember, balance is an overflow of boundaries. So what are you going to do today? I want to give you a little bit of homework where I literally want you to think about these three things we talked about. First one, draw lines around your life. Begin to place limits around time frames. Like I'm only going to give myself 20 minutes to do email. I'm only going to give myself two hours to work on this task or this project, and I've got to get it done. Start challenging yourself, playing a game with yourself. Be competitive with yourself. Second one, only do what only you can do. Start to delegate. Stay in your strength zone. Outsource. Automate. Do whatever you can so that you only do what only you can do. Identify your strengths. You should be able to tell me what they are in a sentence or two, and it should be already uh, kind of formed, and you know it, and you measure your life against it. Third one, stop being controlled by guilt and anxiety. Don't allow it to have you live in the discomfort. Understand. It's okay to have those things. Don't try to mask them and you get caught up doing things you shouldn't be doing. All right, guys, I hope this helped today and uh, gave you some great insight on the secret to living in balance is by focusing on boundaries, not balance, because balance is an overflow of boundaries in your life. Hey, guys, I hope this has been helpful to you. Uh, again, if it has, please leave a review wherever you're listening to this at. Let others know about it if it's been valuable. Uh, make sure you go get the leader guide and follow along with some of the fill in the blanks. It's kind of fun. In fact, it helps you to retain the information so that you can pass it along to others, maybe your team or other people that you're in community with. Hey, listen, I'll see you guys next time. Level up so you don't level out. Thanks for listening to the John Barrett Leadership Podcast. To get more of John's resources, visit www.johnbarrettleadership.com. Oh, 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 oh